You know there's a way for nurses to start a business, but there's so many moving pieces. Cut to the crap. It's time to go right to the source and get real about what's working in business and marketing for nurses with your host, the founder of Nursepreneurs, Katie Harris. and this is an episode of the Nursepreneur podcast. Today I have Lisa Hedin, who is the owner of the Training Academy for Medical Cannabis. Lisa, thanks so much for being with us today. Thank you, Katie, for having me today. Uh, so Lisa, just give us a little bit of background about you as a nurse. Like, what, uh, what is your background as a nurse and how did it lead to cannabis? So I have been a nurse for 25 years and most of those years, have been dedicated to kidney disease. In fact, I still work in that field as kidney, for kidney disease. And, um, and it's mostly been education and research that I have been involved in. And I started in kidney disease and dialysis because my father was on dialysis when I was in nursing school and it really caught my attention and I really loved the field. And so through this journey, um, about five years ago, I started uh, researching medical cannabis because it started making our way into this country. And it was quite interesting to me in some of the research that I was reading, particularly out of Israel, because Israel truly has the best research on cannabis. So it really um, sparked my attention and I invested into the industry because I really, truly felt that this is where country was going. Then as I got more into the science, I took multiple courses through the years on cannabis and it really became very apparent to me how much this plant can help someone if it's used correctly and it's dosed correctly. There's a lot to know about cannabis. You just don't smoke a joint and get high. There's a lot to know about it, where the receptors are in our body. So that's basically how I started out was just truly just seeing where the world was going. And when I started diving deeper into the science, because that's my background is looking at science with kidney disease being an education, but it was starting to prove to me that this plant can really work. And most of my family has passed away at a very young age. Um, you know, my father died at 52. My mother was 62 and I had young cousins and aunts and uncles that had disease processes where I know this plant could have worked for them and they would either still be here today or they would have had a better quality of life when they were here on earth. And that has fueled my passion, Katie, because I want people to understand what this plant can do and how it can help patients that are in certain disease processes where they don't know that this is even an option. And what better career to introduce this to the world than a nurse? Because nurses are the most trusted profession out there, right? <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Um, so yeah, it's, you're looking at the science like this too, because I think that's really important. Well, we have to, you know, because we we're in a world of evidence-based. There's anecdotal evidence out there all over the world, what CBD and THC can do for you. Those are just two cannabinoids of the plant. I mean, there's over a hundred that have medicinal purposes. Um, but, you know, once you start digging into the science and what it can do for you, it's, it's something that 
we can no longer ignore in this country. Yeah, so um, what kind of disease states are there that uh, cannabis could work for as, you know, aside from like the typical things that we think of like, oh, if I have pain, then, you know, my dad's always like, oh, I want to get some cannabis for my back. But, you know, there's other conditions that cannabis could work for. And, and what are some of those? Right. So there are some um, FDA approved medications for epilepsy. Um, you know, the big thing that I'm really focused on is the opioid addiction in this country. So we have something in our body called an endocannabinoid system. And this was proven back in the early 90s by an Israeli scientist, radio labeled cannabis, put it into the body and actually watched it attach to the receptors. So um, we don't have any receptors on our brainstem with cannabis which as you know, the opioid addiction, there are opioid receptors on the brainstem. So that's why there's so many opioid overdoses and deaths. The cannabis plant, there are no receptors on the brainstem. So you will not find an overdose of just cannabis alone. There's always something else that's, that's mixed in with it if there is an overdose. But for cannabis alone, there are no receptors on the brainstem. So, you know, there, there's other, you know, um, epilepsy, uh, CBD has a strong anti-inflammatory property in it along with CBG. So those two components together work synergistically for pain. Um, you know, with the SSRI receptors, there's more research that's being done with that for depression and anxiety. You have to remember though, Katie, this country just started doing some really full-scale research December of 2018. We're a little behind. And that's because of the farm bill became, became legalized and now we can legally um, use hemp in this state or in this country, I should say. So what, what is kind of the difference between the hemp and the cannabinoid oil and the marijuana and all these different terms that we hear? <laughs> that's a good question because there's a lot of confusion out there for that. So cannabis is a broad term. And you have plants underneath the cannabis called hemp and marijuana. They're two separate plants. The hemp plant has a low THC, which is our psychoactive um, component. So CBD is extracted out of the hemp plant. And then the marijuana plant has the high levels of THC, which is, which is the psychoactive. That's high. What a lot of people don't know is CBD is the antidote to THC. It's considered the rescue to THC. So if you're ever around anybody who takes too much THC and they get paranoid, you give them a little bit of CBD and that will bring them down. Oh, wow. And that's, that's the thing. Like when you, when you talk about cannabis, people think it's just marijuana, but cannabis is just a broad term. And you have the hemp plant and you have the marijuana plant. Just think of it as a flower. Like a flower is a broad term. And then you have roses and then you, you have lilies, you have lilacs. There's all these different flowers under that broad term. Look at cannabis like that too. Oh, that's a, that's a really good analogy. I like that. Um, you know, because that's, a, again, something else that my dad had said, and he's kind of an old school kind of guy. Uh, and he's kind of turned on to potentially using cannabis um, to help his back pain, but he's, so he's come around and he'll say, 
well, cannabis, I'm okay for, you know, medical cannabis use, but I'm not okay with recreational cannabis use. And I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, you know, so what is, it, what is kind of the difference and why is that stigma there? Well, I mean, this, uh, I can go, this, this podcast could go on for hours if you want to talk <laughs> about the stigma, because there is a big story behind the history and how this plant became le- uh, illegal to begin with. And it's quite a sad story to tell you the truth. Um, Listen, I came from a generation where war on drugs was a real thing. We saw the commercials with the egg in the frying pan. Uh, yeah, I remember that. Remember all that? Okay, yeah. so I'm from that generation. I strongly felt that anybody that smoked pot needed to go to prison. I, I had that mindset. And, you know, and I have a lot of uh, friends and family in law enforcement, even some narcotic detectives. And I was with them. Look, these people are drug dealers. They need to go to prison. But that's how media brainwashed us. And, you know, during the Nixon administration, I'm only going to touch base on this very quickly, but he was forming his DEA division. He had the reports in front of him what cannabis could do for the body, but he was forming his DEA division. So that's kind of how cannabis got lumped into heroin, cocaine, all those other drugs, which is really a sad state because, you know, this plant has so many benefits for anxiety and pain and uh, seizures that this was taken away from us. And, you know, there's, there's research in cancer and uh, we should be upset, you know, that this plant was taken away from us during that time um, because that's how we were led to believe all these years. So what, what has been kind of the resurgence of this plant? Like why all of a sudden, it seems like it, it came out of nowhere and then now all of a sudden there's, it seems like cannabis is all over the place. Um, well, what changed? Yeah, I think for the average normal person, it probably feels like it came out of nowhere when the farm bill was passed in December of 2018. But this has actually been going on for a while now. As I said, about five years ago is when I really started digging into the research and Israel has has some really good research. I don't think it came out of nowhere, Katie. I think it's been evolving, but really even today, people are not paying attention to it. You don't hear about it too much and where we are legally. You know, you really gotta, you gotta watch what each state's doing. So, you know, those of us that are in this industry, we're watching that every day because it changes every day with what's going on. So, and I think now that the research is there, and it's starting to come out, and more and more people are open to using it now too. You know, with CBD being on every street corner, that's another topic. You gotta be careful what you buy with CBD. But, um, with CBD on every street corner, I think it's opening up people's minds in America. And I think with the internet and social media, it's getting a lot more attention than it did in the past. And that's for the, I think that's the reason why Katie is, we're all of a sudden hearing about. Okay. Um, so in terms of like, uh, I know it's used a lot in various conditions and stuff, but is there a role for cannabis in, let's say, just general wellness? Like if I'm just uh, feeling good, should I take cannabis every day? And is there a role for that? Uh, yes. The, endo- the endocannabinoid system, and I'm going to challenge every listener to look up the endocannabinoid system and see what it does in our body. The University of California, um, I believe it was San Diego, uh, 
think it was San Diego, one, one of the campuses out there, um, they feel that it is the largest neurotransmitting system in our body. And what the endocannabinoid system does is it really puts our body back to a homeostasis. Now, let's talk about that for a minute. What is homeostasis? It keeps your body balanced. So when our temperature goes a little bit out of whack, we feel bad, right? But when our temperature is normalized and it's balanced, we feel good. And that's with every system in our body. You know, if, if we're feeling, um, you know, if our liver enzymes go up or, or anything like that, we're going to feel a little bit off balance. So the endocannabinoid system, when activated, it will put your body back into a balanced state. So I think just for health and wellness reasons, I take it every single day. And if I forget to take it, I know I forgot to take it. And, you know, those are, that's definitely, I think everybody needs to be on it just, just for health and wellness purposes to keep our body balanced because when we feel good, we do good and we think well and our mental clarity is there for us to live a full life. Um, that, that's interesting. Um, so it's almost like your daily vitamin of sorts um, that you're taking. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and if, if, if and, and the listeners, if they can look up endocannabinoid deficiency, they're going to see some of the um, some of the problems that the body can have. And a lot of our problems will go right back to this endocannabinoid system being out of whack. I am a firm believer. I'm very I'm spiritual. God made this plant for us for a reason. Truly. Um, and we've been brainwashed to believe that this plant is for potheads and people smoke it in their low lives and they don't do anything. No, this plant can be used for medicinal purposes for many different reasons. And we need to take that stigma away from what this plant really can do for the body. So now when you take it daily, are you taking the, the hemp or are you taking the marijuana? Oh, no, 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 not marijuana. <laughs> No, I take the CBD. Um, I'm glad you clarified that for me. <laughs> um, I take the CBD on a daily basis. Okay. My CBD and has 0% THC in it. Um, there are some CBDs out there. The federal guideline is less than 0.3% of THC. There are some out there that have traces of THC in it, which is less than 0.3%. One I take has zero THC in it. Okay, and so CBD is another area. So this is um, just unregulated, right? Like anybody can come out with their own CBD. Yes, unfortunately, product. right now it's 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 good, but it's not good. It's 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 not regulated. Um, you got to be careful what you're purchasing. You want to make sure when you purchase CBD, you're looking for a certificate of analysis on every single purchase. You know what is in that bottle when you buy it. Um, with it being unregulated, uh, you put vegetable oil in there and there's not even any CBD in it and you're taking it and you wasted $200 worth of your money. So you really wanna be careful um, what you're taking and look at that lab report that's called a certificate of analysis so that you can make sure that you're truly getting CBD. The more important thing is, is you wanna make sure that all the bad stuff is extracted out of that formulation because the hemp plant is a bioaccumulator of the earth. It will suck up the earth's toxins very quickly. It's all the bacteria, the radioactive materials, pesticides. You want to make sure that's 
extracted out of that plant before you get that final product in your mouth. And those are things that the general public really probably, if they're not educated, they don't know to look for that. And that's why you want to see that lab report to make sure that's all extracted out of there. Okay. And that's something, would it be on the vial or? It, it, it will. There should be um, a, a lot number on the bottle where you can go onto the, to the website and see what the, what the lab report is. There might be a barcode on it or a QR code where you can scan it and it will take you right to that lab report. Okay. Um, all right. Yeah, no, that, that's, uh, that's really good because, you know, I certainly don't want to be taking CBD oil that has pesticides in it because it kind of right. defeats the purpose of... <laughs> it, it truly does. And, you know, there's been some, you know, some news outlets that have done studies, uh, you know, they would go into a store and do buy random products and do random studies on it and most of them still had the pesticides in them. Oh, that's really yeah, that's important. The stuff, I mean that's really the kind of stuff that makes people just really weary of anything new because it's kind of like exactly. you know, somebody's trying to take advantage of you or they're mm -hmm. giving you snake oil or something along those lines. Exactly and that's why you know I take it very seriously when I talk about my my CBD products or or any other product out there that you can get into a dispensary. I want to see lab reports on anything that I purchase. Um, and I tell my clients to, you know, my patients that go into um, dispensaries that they definitely want to see that lab report. And if they don't have a lab report, you don't buy that product. It's plain and simple. You don't buy it. Yeah, there's a lot of other options out there. <laughs> mm -hmm. exactly. No shortage of it. Um, all right. Well, Lisa, tell us what uh, you do in the uh, training academy for medical cannabis. What is this and uh, why did you set it up? Well, I set it up because there's a huge gap in education in the medical field. Um, as I said, we have this endocannabinoid system that we never learned in nursing school or medical school. That's true. And uh, with medical cannabis being more prevalent in the United States, our medical professions need to know about this. Our medical professionals need to know about this. And because there are drug interactions there, um, when you dose it or if, if patients present at your ER, there are certain things that you really need to know about this plant and how it interacts with medications before you start pushing medications into, into patients. And there's a big knowledge gap there. So I had written a curriculum for seven credits and now what I'm doing is I'm going around, I'm teaching that. And I also have non-medical classes too that I teach because there's a lot of um, dispensary workers and um, um, affiliates for MLMs that need to truly know, and they're saying the right thing out there, that need to be conveying the right message if we really want to move this forward in this country. So it's, you know, it's my goal to really educate non-medical, which, you know, would be the people in the industry, but they're non-medical, and also uh, the medical personnel. The medical personnel gets um, seven credits, and I'm doing various non-medical classes as well. And if you go to my website, they'll be able to see the dates and be able to register, and at least subscribe to the website, because you'll be able to see all the fun stuff coming up we have planned and all the different classes across the country that we'll be doing. Yeah, and I think that's really important. Uh, and it, it seems to me that it's important to have just the live education too, because um, this is so changing so rapidly, right? Well, yes. I mean, I if it's not live, it's outdated. That's what I truly believe. Um, 
things are changing daily. The first thing I do is I get up and I read the updates. I, you know, I want to know where all the states are legally, who's getting ready, who's on the cusp to legalize, who just legalized, um, where we are. Because there's 33 states for medical cannabis right now. And, um, you know, there's more that will be coming. Um, and there's, uh, I think we're at 11 now for recreational. Uh, and there's more coming on that too. But, um, we're a little sidetracked right now with the COVID-19. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so with the, the, when you say the, the recreation on this is for whatever reason, I'm just having a light bulb right now. So I'm in the state of Pennsylvania and we have medical marijuana, um, right. but I wouldn't be able to use uh, marijuana just for like everyday um, wellness or, or, and you wouldn't recommend marijuana for everyday wellness either, right? Well, it depends on the disease process. I mean, okay. if you're having seizures on a daily basis, well, yeah. you, you know, I mean, you definitely want to take that. Depends. And that's why we need good medical personnel because depending on the disease process, Katie, and people just don't understand this yet about this plant, there's over a hundred cannabinoids. The most popular ones that we know about right now are THC and CBD but you've got CBG and CBC and CBN and you know, each one of those cannabinoids serve a different purpose in the body. So it depends on the disease process. Um, you know, it depends on how you're gonna dose it too. I mean, if somebody that has lung issues, you're not gonna go home and tell them to do a vape pen or smoke a joint if they have a lung issue. You gotta dose them a certain way in a different delivery route. And then there's also something called stack dosing where when you know the one is going to wear off, then you have already dosed them with another one that's going to kick in in that hour and carry them through the night, depending on the disease process. So, um, every day, absolutely, CBD, CBG, you know, those are the non psychoactive ones. Um, you can also dose it where you don't get high if you dose THC and CBD together, because remember, they're an the CBD is an antidote to THC. So, uh, right. there's just ways that you can dose it for you tailor it to that patient, you tailor the treatment plan to that disease process and patient and what works best for them. And that's what I teach during the class. I teach nurses how to do this, to get a patient on a particular treatment plan that's gonna work for them. We train them on how to get them on that treatment plan, and what, how to follow up with that patient and um, keep records with that patient and you know, get, them, get them to start in their own medical cannabis business if they wish to do so. Uh, yeah, that sounds amazing because there just seems to be so many variables. Like where do you even start with something like this? Like that's incredible. Well, and I have, you know, the, that's the number one question I get. I got this medical marijuana card. I have no idea what to buy. And <laughs> yeah. it can be very overwhelming when you go into a dispensary. And, and they're not always educated to, to help the person either, are they? Right, exactly. Right. I mean, you would have to sit down and go through their entire disease process and you know, what would oh work for them as far as getting onto the treatment plan. But nurses are needed in this industry you know, I travel all over the country now doing kidney education and cannabis education. I have two, I have dual careers going on at the moment. When I, you know, when I travel and I talk to people, it's the same thing. You know, how, how do you know what to get? How, I don't know what to do with, with my medical marijuana card. How do, what do I buy? What do I look for? What strain should I get? What, there's, there's just a lot of different, a lot of different questions. 
this is moving so quickly in this country, Katie. It's a freight train, the infrastructure, um, you know, it's hard to keep up right now as we're seeing with it, you know, but that's why we need good nurses in this industry and nurses are needed for our aging population who truly wants to try marijuana and they come to you, you put them on a treatment plan and they're able to understand what they're buying in these dispensaries. And that is huge for us to do that. Oh my God, it is. Um, Lisa, this is amazing. I, I know your program, your live programs, uh, you know, they, they sell out too. I mean, they sell out very quickly. Yes. Uh, it looks like you put them up and they're, they're sold out like just days later. So I know this is a really hot topic. Uh, it's a topic that there's just not enough people in this industry yet doing th th this education. Uh, it's just grossly, like you said, lacking. Uh, so getting in on the ground level now, like five years from now, I still probably won't have enough people, but imagine, you know, if you have started your business today <laughs> and in five right. years, what that's gonna look like, but. Well, and, and you know, Katie, the way we have our program set up, because most nurses don't know what to do after they get this um, certificate, as a medical cannabis nurse. So we've exclusively partnered with a cannabis staffing agency that's gonna assist my graduates um, to get them exposure into the cannabis space out there um, because they have contacts in all the dispensaries. You know, dispensaries love nurses. They love to bring a nurse in, work for the day, contract them out so that nurses, you know, it's fine for both of them. The nurse has her business and she's in there consulting with patients, but for the, for the dispensary, it helps them because they're bringing people in that maybe would have been too scared to come in to the dispensary. So they actually have a nurse there that, you know, and they advertise it and the nurses come in. So we, um, we exclusively um, partnered with this staffing agency to help my graduates get out there and start this, this career. We have a whole package together to make sure our graduates are successful and they can thrive in the cannabis industry as a nurse and we want to see all our graduates thrive that's awesome so uh lisa to tell people where they can find out more join one of your classes get into this you know your your program because this sounds incredible um www.trainingamc.com and subscribe and you'll you'll be getting updates on all the all the classes coming up. Plus, I always update on um, new and exciting information that's coming out in the cannabis world. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you.